Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. I'm not going to say it all because I'll fuck it up. <laughs> As, keep- if none of them come immediately to mind, just be like, Joe Yarden from, from the internet. From the internet. <laughs> you might know him from such websites as Twitter.com. It's like I'm Troy McClure of, of the NHL now. <laughs> you might remember me from this site. Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, Buffalo Sabres. We are joined by a friend of the pod, Joe Yurden from Bleacher Report and Noted Hockey on Substack. If you're a Substack person, go ahead and smash that subscribe on Noted Hockey. Joe, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing dandy. It's 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 nice to A, not be snowed in anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, B, not have a snow hurricane sit over top of, of my building for two days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and C, actually have like hockey things to, to go see and talk about and do and once again let me tell you that was the longest week of my life <laughs> being frozen and <laughs> frozen inside you had pizza though so i i well you know for a couple of those days yeah. i did then you know then i started becoming a, a cannibal which was because <laughs> i live alone so i don't know i don't know i guess i just starved don't don't give anybody too many details there um <laughs> This is actually hilarious to me that we're having this little intro because I've been talking to you for 45 minutes, but we're going to talk about the Buffalo Sabres now, who the Flyers have somehow not yet played, even though it is January 6th. Um, And Buffalo, I would imagine to most people listening to this who are Flyers fans, um, a bit of a surprise this season. They are 19-15-2, and um, fourth overall in the wildcard race, not that far behind. The, uh, the actual wild card spots. Um, I guess kind of overall, like, you know, 1,000 foot view, what has the Sabres season been like this year? It's been one of those, it's been one of those seasons where the, uh, the, the hope fuel tank uh, has really started to fill up with the fans. Um, you're, you you see a, a bunch of these guys that started really blowing up last year, now blowing up again in a bigger way this season. And we're seeing a lot of uh, the younger guys that are coming through the pro, you know prospects. You know, everybody loves a prospect, but the Sabres have uh, a pretty good handful of them playing now. I want to say three of them, three, no, four. Yeah, four, like four guys that I would still call that I would call prospects. There's a fifth one that you could call a prospect, but I, I wouldn't because he's pretty well established now. Um, and then, you know, and I'm talking about this, like, you know, like Rasmus Stalin's a bad, not bad. He's very far from bad. Um, but I'm talking about him. Like he's an old guy and it's like, no, he's 22. He's just been around for four years, five years, whatever it is. Uh, you know, or, you know, it's just guys like that. Like it, it, it's, it, you think about them and you're like, wow, that's, they're not, they're not old. Like Tage Thompson's 25. It feels like these guys have been here forever, but that's, that's how your, your view of things gets skewed because over time, because losing makes time. Oh, really slow. Can confirm. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it's, it, it, it's, it's been fascinating to watch and, they they're a very fun team to watch play hockey. Extremely fun team to watch. They they play with a ton of skill. They play with a with a uh, with a cat's vigor. <laughs> um, <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> um no, they, but they 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 play, you know, uh, a, a high tempo kind of game. Uh you know, they attack, they they play with speed, they do all these things, you know, just like legit fun style hockey. They're not you know, parking, you know, four guys on the blue line and daring people to come at them, you know, and sitting back and playing defense. No, 
no, that's not that's not fun. A, B, we already had Ralph Kruger doing that before, and C, Don Granado, when he was hired officially full time, said, I I don't want to I don't want to coach that kind of hockey. I want to coach entertaining hockey, and it's like, oh, thank God for you, thank goodness, <laughs> because it's been a little rough the past few decades you know, vast decade. Yeah. One decade, not multiple decades, just it's one. It's, it's the right. counters flipped over so that it could get to two, but I don't, I don't think it's going to do that. So speaking of fun hockey, um, I mean, Tage Thompson obviously mm. is one of the most fun hockey players. He's got two six point games, which is just like <laughs> ridiculous. Um, did you expect that he would be having this kind of season? I was really curious to see what the follow-up to last season was going to be. Because he went from being somebody where you're like, I don't know, like, let's see if, let's see if like, he can you know, make us take a step in a positive direction because his first few seasons were kind of pedestrian, really. I mean, for, I mean, for, you know, when it comes to prospects, at least, it's you know, um, you go back and, and look at what he did and you're just kind of like, you're not, not wowed by any of it. You're just like, okay, well, I guess he's a guy, but he, you know, he gets, you know, I, I think most people know the story by now. Uh, you know, it's Granado's first camp and he said, I'm putting Thompson at center. And, you know, he'd played wing for St. Louis. He played wing for, you know, the Sabres and the Amherst already. And it was just kind of like, all right, well, you know, he's, kind of desperate now because you know they were lacking at center uh <laughs> you know because eichel like eichel just gotten the c ripped off his chest and you know whatever to that but like, he was you know eichel was going to be gone they'd already traded sam reinhardt um and you're looking at the lineup and you're like boy oh boy they need a center bad because you know you had dylan cousins who was really young uh casey middlestad who's you know still figuring his stuff out and you're like they don't have they might not even have a number two center. Never mind a number one. They might not have anybody. And you're just, it seemed it from the outside view, it, it seemed like a desperation move, mm-hmm. but it wasn't because Don Granado coached Tage Thompson when he was like 16, 17 with the U S program. So oh, he knew him. Yeah, He was, he, he knew him as well as anybody could. And it's, it, it's, you think back on it and you're like, well, of course he, of course he knew to do this. It's like, the question is how did nobody else know to do this? Like, or to give it a shot, like to, to even try, like it, it's, it's, it's wild. But then again, you know, the Sabres were a team that didn't want to play Sam Reinhardt at center because mm-hmm. Eichel liked having him as his winger, you know, hey, whatever, keep the guy happy. That's fine. But then when Reinhardt went to center after Eichel went down with the neck injury, he was great. He like had his best goal scoring year to that point. He had a fantastic season. So, you know, sometimes it's just kind of like just make the obvious move and you'll be fine. <laughs> you know, like you, you draft a guy to be center and then you're like, yeah, let's put him at wing. Let's see how that works. And I mean, listen, sometimes wings have to become centers because they can't, or centers have to become wings because they can't hack it defensively okay. or whatever at the NHL level. Like it, stuff happens. It, it, it's fine. But with Reinhardt, it was the times he got to play center. It was he's 18, 19, and it was it's tough. It's a tough adjustment, you know. And we watched him play World Juniors, and he was great at center. But, um, but it's you know with Thompson though, it was you know Granado puts him at center, and then suddenly it's the goals start pouring in, and you know you start seeing his the the skill that he has in his game, which you didn't really see from the wing. Uh, cause honestly the wing cuts off his ability to be more creative with the puck because, you know, if you're trying to cut to the middle from, from one wing or the other, what are you doing? You know, you're probably got a toe drag and Tage would do a toe drag basically every time he did it and became pr- pretty easy to read. Um, but he, you know, the, the hands that he has, the, the, the ability to handle the puck that he has, the shot that he has, all this stuff has always been there. And it was just a matter of honing it and getting it right and putting him in the position to be able to use it. And that's what Granado has done. So he puts up 38 goals last season and you're like, wow, okay, that's, that's a big year, but it came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, he had 18 goals his previous like three seasons. <laughs> you know, yeah, and, and, quite a jump. 
Right. And he had uh, 21, he had 35 points those first three seasons. I'm not counting 1920 because he hurt his shoulder and he was, he was done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, you know, we're talking 35 points in three seasons. And then he, he had more goals than that <laughs> last year, you know, like it's, it's wild. It's, it's such a stark change and it's incredible. And it, it's like everything about it. it I mean, it, it's going to get beat in the ground and Thompson's going to get asked about it for like the rest of his career. Uh, like, wow, how, what changed? What did you do different? Like, where, where did this come from? All this, all these other kinds of things. And, um, you know, depending on how you ask it, he might bristle about it too. So like, you know, better come correct or else he's gonna, you're, you're gonna get a, you're gonna get a scowl from a guy who's six foot seven. And I don't, he's I, very tall. I would not want to fuck with him. I don't think anybody wants that. So, <laughs> um, but I, going into this year though, I think it was like, it's like, well, I did 38 last year. It's like, is that repeatable? A, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he shot 15% and you're just kind of like, well, that's pretty high. And like his previous high was 8.3. And that was the year before. Um, and you know, before that it was six and a half, five and a half. Like you're thinking like, okay, 15 is an aberration at that point. You start thinking like fancy stat wise, right? but he was a completely different player than he was in those other three seasons. So it's kind of like this, is this the new norm? And you don't know. So you go into this season and you're like, all right, let's see what he does now. Well, now he's shooting 19%, uh, and he's got 30 goals in 36 games. Like, okay (laughs) it takes a lot to be able to be a guy that's like right there neck and neck with Connor mcdavid in a category and he's doing it right and like obviously the sabers i think are better than i think a lot of people who only observe them from the outside probably expected them to be but they're still not you know the avalanche or the lightning or something so like scoring like that on kind of a middling team is like almost more impressive yeah and i'm sorry i did i cut you off i'm sorry no oh oh okay um, i should never talk on these podcasts so please <laughs> help me um so uh, the thing is like the spot that they're in now they got what 40 points as of right now i mean they're they're playing uh the wild on saturday um so it's, it's 40 points pretty good like that, that's 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 pretty good um but then you think back, you know, they lost Matias Samuelson. They lost Henry Yoki Haru. They lost uh, just a ton of guys on defense. And they were, had to bring up, a, you know, a, a pile of guys from Rochester to fill in. And they lost eight straight games, got zero points out of those eight, eight losses. Mm. You know, that's it's a pretty tough blow to take early in the season. You know, those are, those are the kinds of things that it kind of, it puts you behind the eight ball, man, eight losses, eight ball. Right. Um, a, pro, a professional but, but, ladies and gentlemen. Right. <laughs> right. Thank you very much. Pro dad joke right there. Um, but it's, you know, you, you get into that spot and then you're just kind of like, Oh boy. And this it, is, it's a spot that past savers teams have been in before. It's like, they started off pretty good. You're like, okay, this is starting off. Nice. Like they were like seven and three. You're like, all right, this is a great start. And then, you know, they lose one and it was, you know, it was a tough loss to the hurricanes. You're just kind of like, ah, well, that's, that's a tough one. Tough loss to the lightning. Same thing. It was, ah, well, those are two of the best teams in the NHL. It's all right. And you lose to the coyotes at home. And then it's like, uh Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then Jack Eichel comes back to town and goes absolutely ape on you and gets a hat trick and, you know, shoves it in everybody's face that, you know, that wanted to kill him for what he said and, you know, and how everything ended the season before. Then it's like, okay, well, that's all right. That's five or sorry. That's four losses in a row. I was like, all right, well, Boston's coming into town. Oh, all right. So it's going to be uh, five losses in a row then. Like, okay. That, but then Vancouver shows up and you're like, well, they're in disarray. What a nightmare team. They're, they're awful. Like everything's dramatic there. And the one thing you couldn't do to Vancouver was put them on the power play because their power play is excellent. What did the Sabres do the entire game? They put Vancouver on the power play and Vancouver kept scoring on them and they lose that game at home. Six in a row. And you're like, all right. Hmm. And then it's like, okay, going on the road up to Canada, Ottawa, Toronto, Montreal. And it's like, okay, well, Ottawa, I can handle Ottawa. That's no problem. No, lose 4-1. Then it's like, okay, well, Toronto, they're really good, but the uh, Sabres have had their number the last couple of years. Uh, they, they, they got this one in the bag. You no, know, it was 5-2. It's, and now it's eight in a row. You're like, all right. Like, 
if they lose to Montreal, then it's like, all right, they come back to town. It's good. There's, it's going to be angry. It's going to, it's going to be nasty. It's going to be angry. But then Montreal, uh, being Montreal decided to be very benevolent and the Sabres, <laughs> Sabres scored two goals in the first minute. Uh, they had three goals in the first two minutes and 13, like, you know, it's three, nothing before anything happens. Cole Caulfield scores. And it's like, okay, well it's three to one. And then, you know, they just ran away from there. Like it, it one of those things where it's, where it's just kind of like, oh, well, cool. They got, they're back on the horse. They're good. And like from that moment, because I think it was a Yoki Haru had just come back from injury that game. I think Samuelson back already. Yeah. Samuelson was back already. Uh, so like you got two of your top four defensemen back in the lineup. Well, no crap. You're playing better, <laughs> but, like, but everything changed after that. And honestly, Matias Samuelson's the sneaky, the sneaky MVP yeah. of this group because when he's in the lineup, they play much better and they win. When he's out of the lineup, they lose because he's he's the the, the defensive defenseman, um, and he unlocks what Darlene can do. He unlocks what a lot of guys, like a lot of the forwards, can do because they know. And Darlene said this already earlier this season. He knows that he can push the pace offensively because he knows Samuelson's going to be back there. Mm-hmm. He knows he knows absolutely for sure that he's get that Samuelson's got his back, and to have a guy that you can rely on like that, with the guys that you have up front and Darlene, boy oh boy, that's a, that's a huge benefit because it saves a lot of people's behinds when you know you get mixing around, you get maybe you get four guys down low, and then suddenly turns into like a you know a mini breakout, and but but Samuelson's the guy you got to go through. Like okay, good luck. <laughs> you know, like Samuelson's gonna slow these guys, slow the forwards down a little bit, and somebody's gonna back check. Maybe two people, maybe three people are gonna are gonna hustle back. So, uh, it's it's something else. But that eight game losing streak, I, if they fall a little bit short of the playoffs, I, people are gonna zero yeah. in on that crazy, and it's gonna be annoying because they're gonna ignore everything else positive that oh, they've done. And everything that is trending in a very up upward direction with this entire group and just be like, well, if they could have got a couple of ties or a couple of OT games, they would have been in the playoffs. Well, yeah. So yeah. You know, maybe, if, maybe if maybe, maybe some other things happen that, that caused that, but I, I don't, I don't believe playoffs was, the, was the, was the goal this season. I think right. everybody kind of accepted that it was going to be a, a big building year that they were going to be that they needed to be much more improved over last season. And right now they very much are, you know, I, I mean, they have what seven, 75 points last year. Mm-hmm. They've already got 40 now. <laughs> not going to get excited about it. Cause again, I've seen many Sabres teams in the past lose every game in a month. So, yes. you know, these things happen, but this is a much better team than we've seen in this city since Jeez, I want to say like Eichel's rookie year, maybe. Hmm. What was the year they had 81? Yeah, uh, yeah, 15, 16. Eichel's, Eichel's rookie year. They were 494 points percentage. It was like, whoa, holy crap. <laughs> like, that's amazing. <laughs> but that's, that's like the highest points percentage they've had since 2013-14. So speaking of things going well, um, the Sabres closed out December with a six-game winning streak including what I think, if I'm correct, was the first loss for Boston at home. Is that right? Was uh, it the first team to beat Boston at home? I, maybe. Let's not. Let's just – someone can fact check that for us. I don't – I feel like I read that somewhere. But in, in any event, they beat Boston, which not a lot of teams have done correct. at all this season. Um, lost to Claude Giroux and the Ottawa Senators – then came back and beat the Capitals in overtime, heading into, as you said, Saturday's game against the Minnesota Wild. Um, outside of, you know, the Tage Thompson things and the, all the stuff that you just kind of mentioned, um, I guess kind of generally what's going well for the Sabres right now in-game? It, well, in-game, it's, it's the offensive creativity, I think, first off. Um, I think that's a, that's a big part of it. Um, and, the, and a guy who, who's not really, he gets a lot of attention here because he's, he's 
for a guy from Syracuse, he's the most Buffalo guy that you could have on this team. Um, to be fair, he, Syracuse, I, Buffalo. Eh. I was like the people from New York would probably have my ass for that, but you know, it's not. It's not that I mean, listen, if <laughs> you try to lump Syracuse in with Buffalo, everybody in Western New York is going to be like, no, <laughs> they're Central New York. They're not the same. Sure, sure, sure. The lake's closer to you guys. <laughs> right. So it's. Um, so like, you know, so there's that and, uh, but like Alex Tuck has been so good. He's been so, so good. And, you know, he's just, he's everything to everybody. Um, like he's a huge Bills fan. He's a huge, you know, he just loves being a saber. He grew up, he loved this, you know, the, like the 06, seven teams were like, you know, his, his wheelhouse as a kid, like all this stuff. It's like, it, you couldn't have asked to have a better guy to come over in a trade where you're, where you're trading, you know, a, a guy that you bottomed out <laughs> a whole season to get to say like, Hey, you know what? We're just gonna, you know, we're, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna move on from that, but we're going to get, but, but this is the guy that we're bringing in and Tuck's been, Tuck's been great at that. So, um, but you know, like, but that top line, like Skinner, Tuck Thompson, incredible. You know, Skinner's been awesome too. And it's another guy who was in Ralph Kruger's doghouse. Uh, while he was here. And it's just, you know. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Sometimes you got to play a guy on the first line instead of the fourth line or put him on, practice him with a taxi squad, you know? Like, that, that's all stuff that happened with Skinner under Kruger. Like, it, it's crazy, you know? And people were just like, why is this guy not scoring? I don't get it. I'm, well, he's playing he's playing 10 minutes a night with, with two guys that couldn't pass me the puck. So It's so wild, um, you know, what difference it makes when a coach is actually utilizing the players properly. It's, it's amazing, right? It's, yeah. it's just, some of it is just such no-brainer kind of stuff, and then yet – here you know yet it happens anyways and you're just kind of like i don't get it you know and that's it's almost always a personality clash thing you know or you know i think in skinner's case it was he didn't you know skinner is not known to be a really strong defensive player and i'm like kruger's whole thing was play strong defense of course so (laughs) you're right of course so but like that line is one of the best you know probably one of the best lines in the nhl right now um, and, you know, and it's Thompson that gets all the attention, which, uh, deserved a hundred percent deserved. Like that's, that's how it should be. Um, but I mean, Tuck's been great. I mean, Tuck's got what, 18 goals, you know, he's got four, 40 plus points. Skinner's got 17 goals. Like, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's things like that where it's like the guys that should be producing are, mm-hmm. and that, I mean, that shouldn't be a hard thing to ask for, but, but that's, but that's what's happening. But, um, but you're seeing, you're seeing some good production from, from Dylan Cousins. Dylan Cousins is, once this team gets back to the playoffs, Dylan Cousins is going to be a very hated guy around the, the Eastern conference because he, uh, he plays very physical. He plays hard. He's got, he's got kind of, he's got him. I don't want to say like a mean streak. Cause like, he's not like trying to fight people. It's like, that's mm-hmm. just not the case. Um, but if somebody wants to go, he's happy to go. <laughs> like he's just got, Oh, you did want to fight. All right, great. He's like, I'm from Yukon. I wrestle bears. Like I'm <laughs> your toast. You know, it's, it's things like that where, 
you know, it, it, it's, it's, uh, uh, you know, guys like that where it's the, you know, they, they're taking steps in their evolution, you know, even you know, Jack Quinn and, and JJ Paterka, like this is their first NHL full NHL season. And, you know, like they're going to have their ups and downs, but you see those glimmers, you see those, the, you know, some of the goals they score and some of what they can do. And you're like, Oh boy, once they're, once they're fully acclimated to the NHL, mm-hmm. that's a very, that's a very dangerous couple of guys that can score a lot of goals and really push the pace of the game. And then, you know, Peyton Krebs is playing with Gergensen's and Opozo and people here like lose their mind. They're like, how's Krebs going to get any points? And like, he shouldn't be on the fourth line. I'm like, that's a fourth line and name only because they play a ton of minutes because Opozo and Gergensen's are good. Those are two guys. Again, if they get to the playoffs, Gergensen's is going to be like one of those, one of those players that the 200 hockey men will be losing their mind over. Like, oh my God, I can't <laughs> believe this guy is so good because he'll, he'll, he does all like he, he's a hundred percent effort all game long and he plays hard. You know, he digs in corners, the whole thing, like anything that you could hear Pierre Maguire, like mm. lose his mind about, he does it. Um, it's just that, you know, not been, he's not been on any good teams really. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's things like that. And then, you know, never mind, you know, Owen power being really good. You know, he's 20 years old. He's really good on defense. He's, he's getting points. He's not getting, he hasn't had a goal yet, but like, he's another one that's like out of the Darlene mold that once he's fully confident and fully, fully square in his game, mm-hmm. he was man. Like that's, that's, <laughs> it's going to be very, you're, you're talking about having a, a pairing of Samuelson and Darlene playing, you know, you know, 25, 30 minutes a game and then power and Yoki Haru or some, you know, whoever, the other like for 20 minutes a game and then it's like wow we we never get a break the the opposing team never gets a break and like these are the things that they're learning these are the things that they're putting together as the season goes along and you know that's why i say like this isn't supposed to be a playoff year if it ends up being one that's you know you you push for it like this this is not a team that's gonna tank right um but like if you're that close you're you're gonna be like it's going to be really interesting with them because it, a lot of the stuff that they've been learning as they go along, because again, this is a young as hell team. They're like, what average yeah. age is what 26 and that's with a Pozo being what 34 and Anderson's 41. Like this, a couple of guys really skewing the numbers there you know, <laughs> to make them quote unquote older, but like it's a young ass team. And you know, they're, they're, they're learning a lot of things as they go. I mean, geez, the, 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 the games they just won against Boston and Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are two games that I think last year they get, they start getting buried in the third and then they lose, they lose going away. Yeah. Um, instead, they instead both games. They, they had a lead, gave up the lead and then tied it late, semi late in the third period. And won in overtime against those teams. I, That's you know, I know the caps are like kind of getting their stuff back together, but like caps are good. Yeah, they're good. They're good. And the Bruins are the best, you know, best team in hockey. And they beat them in Boston. You know, like it, they were the second team to do that, by the way. Vegas, ah, was, the first. Vegas, so Vegas was the first one. I had, I, I had to look it up because it was bugging me too. Cause it, no, it thank was, you. Uh, were they the first one? No, they were not. But, um, but yeah, like the young group getting to learn a lot of this stuff as they, as they go along, you know, learning on the fly. Boy, oh boy. It's, it, it's, it's a lot of, really good things to learn and they've got the skill guys that can that can balance it out i mean calling tage thompson a veteran at this point is kind of weird but it's he's you know, he's the guy leading the leading the way i mean you know skinner's 30 but like you know he's you know skinner's really like 20 years old at heart honestly <laughs> like he's just he's just like that's that that's the way he is but it's uh but yeah they're they're learning some stuff as they go and it might, it may very well prepare them for the second half of the season when mm-hmm. it's, if they're still hovering around uh, the wild card area, because it could be, uh, we'll see what the, I mean, we'll see. A lot of these guys haven't really done a full season yet, but, right. uh, you know, we'll see what the legs do in the second half. They got a couple of games that need to get rescheduled yet still. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, but it's this could be a very interesting team to watch in the second half. What would you say is the uh, weak spot for the team right now? Is it too easy to pick goaltending? Because yeah. I feel 
Because I, I feel mean, like unless you have that's like what a, it is, that's what it is, right? Yeah, and, and but it's it you know at this moment in time right now, it's it's not because uh, Uko Pekalukinen has played pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he gets a hard time from from fans a lot because you know there's a lot of hype on him. He was a second round pick. They've been everybody's been kind of waiting for him to to come along. Yeah, uh, because you know they, they've kind of just you know, going through goalies like socks the last few years. And it's just, you know, Linus Allmark leaves and goes to Boston and never, you know, now he's the best goalie in the league. And everybody's kind of like, we had him. Why? <laughs> Why didn't we keep him? You know, it, like that, it is what it is. I don't know that he would be doing this well if he was still in Buffalo, but like, it's still, it, it's a pain for people to see that. But, um, but everybody's been waiting for UPL to, to have, to have that breakout, to have that, you know, to, to take the job, run with it and, and have it for the next 10 years. Um, and it hasn't happened yet because he hasn't played the games. Like he, you know, he, his development's gotten all kinds of jumbled around because of COVID because of injury. Cause you know, he had double hip surgery after he came out of juniors, like all this stuff. And you know, it, it cost him games. You know, he, he wasn't able to play in the Calder cup playoffs last year for Rochester because he got run the last game of the season and injured. Like he didn't didn't get to play a single game of the playoffs. So, um, you know, it, it it it's a lot of stuff like this where they're they're they, you know he, he's got a he's he's getting an opportunity now and he's taking advantage of it. Mm-hmm. You know, four of his recent wins are wins they they don't get normally. You know, I, um, the game in Colorado, like they Colorado try you know did did everything they could to try to take them over in the third period and he shut the door and they they come away with a win the game in vegas like they you know they jump out to a big lead vegas gets their gets their legs back underneath them in the third lucanen slams the door shut like takes care of business okay that okay so that's two impressive wins he makes a couple of banana saves against boston and helps get them the win there okay well now you've beaten the two best teams in the league mm-hmm. and then you know he stops Ovechkin from totally going, you know, you know, Ovi on them <laughs> in that game and holds the door. They win in overtime. Thompson scores in a, a ridiculous goal in the third period or in overtime to win it. He gets, you know, Thompson gets a hat trick. So it's, it's all this stuff where you're just like, wow, okay, this, this dude's taking, you know, this is what you want to see from guys like this. You want to see him right. get the opportunity and kind of take it and run. Problem is, and it, maybe it, maybe it turns out to be a good problem for the next few weeks. Problem is Eric Comrie is on an is on injury rehab assignment in Rochester, and he's time's coming up. Like he's going to be back soon ish. Mm-hmm. Lucan and playing this well, and if you bounce him back, people are yeah. It, it's it's going to cause a lot of angst. But uh, in my mind, I think they keep, I think they hold three goalies because they got you know the next three weeks they play four games each week, and yeah. you're not going to send Lukanen down, throw Comrie in right after he gets back from injury. Like that's that seems that seems a bit risky to do, and you know Craig they're not going to push Craig Anderson to play more games because you know he's 41. Sorry, like I I'm 43. I get it. Like, <laughs> and, ask me to play like a ton of games a week. I'd be like, dude, you know what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> no. Um, so, I, but it's, it, it, it's, it's going to be a little anxious for a bit while that's going on, just because, you know, you got to get Anderson in his games. Cause he's playing great. Like yeah. don't get this loss. Anderson's playing outstanding. Um, but Lucanin's on fire right now. And, and it, you know, maybe there's one goal a game where you're just like, ah, probably should have had that. Who cares? He stopped like three other un- three, four, five other unbelievable shots that should have been goals that he just either kicks away, grabs at the glove, smothers, whatever. He does his job. Like see puck, stop puck. That's it. Um, so if, if you end up, if you end up bouncing him out of town before that, like you, you throw Comrie in there to do it. Like Comrie, Comrie's pretty good goalie too. I know the numbers look bad, but like he was in the middle of that, you know, every defenseman being broken span mm. of time. Yeah. So he, uh, you know, so that's, it's tough to get a read on him when, you know, the team's still figuring their stuff out too. Like that's pretty early in the year. Um, but you look at the starts that he had in Cal or in, uh, in Edmonton in Calgary, he played in Calgary. Uh, he was incredible. Like he's just, you know, you stop McDavid and, and, and Drysdale for 
for most of a game, like, and you come away with like a 40, 46 saves or something like that. Not bad. Pretty damn good. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. I mean, it's a hometown game for, for Comrie too, but I mean, geez, what was it? Yeah. 46 saves that game. I mean, they went four to two. So, you know, it's, it, it's, they went from having all kinds of questions about, well, who the hell's got to play goal? How, you know, how is this going to work out to being like, Oh, maybe Lukanen's got his stuff figured out. And like, mm. Oh, let's see what Comrie can do. And being like, when Anderson's playing really good, now suddenly you're just like, now we got three goalies. <laughs> like, what are we and they're not going to trade any of them. Like, that's not going to happen. No, yeah. So, you know, nice problem to have, but, oh boy, it's the roster, the roster finagling is going to be really interesting. Okay, so this next question is half, half joking, half, like, deadly serious. <laughs> okay. Do you think it's a coincidence that it was at precisely the time that the Buffalo Sabres traded Rasmus Ristolainen, that they became a good hockey team. In my mind, they line up exactly. <laughs> it, 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 um, it contributed to it. Yeah, of course it did. Because you, you can't have your number one defenseman be incredibly bad at hockey. You're going to have a bad time. Right. In my experience. So I would imagine, yes, that removing that little problem probably probably helped well, the Sabres like turn things around. I, you know, I, I, we've talked about Risto before. We sure have. And, <laughs> and you know, I like him. I like him as a person. He's just a, he's just a funny dude, kind of silly. The whole thing. I'm um, sure he's a doll. Right. Stinks. Um, Right, but it's the the Flyers made that move, and the handwriting on the wall for how he plays could not have been any clearer. I mean, it was it was written in marker, like on the wall. Like, never mind a dry erase board. Like, this is like spray painted right. on the side of a building. Like, this is this what you see of him now. This is what he is. But it was the classic, like, get him out of Buffalo, he'll be better, kind of thing. I Which, can fix hey, him. Hey, yes, yes. The problematic, the problematic date, you know, like it's kind of like, I know he looks kind of crappy from here, but like, I can fix him. I can can get this together. So it's, you know, there, there's so much that went sideways with his development in Buffalo. Everything went sideways in Buffalo while he was here. Let's, let's be real. Yeah. Um, but he, you know, Philly, I mean, Philly loves the guys with size, you know, Ristolainen mm-hmm. loves the hit. He, you know, all that stuff. Like, that's all stuff that got, you know, that Philly is like classically like, yes, that's the guy we want. And you know, supposedly Philly was kind of sweating on him for a couple of years. So, you know, makes sense. Remarkable. Really. A guy that big that's got, you know, this, you know, that, that kind of size. And he does have skill with the puck. He did. Um, and you see all that and you start thinking like, ooh, maybe we're getting on the ground floor, bringing in a, you know, a pronger light type guy, which not the case. Like that's, that's never been his game, but yeah. you know, out, somebody out of that kind of, you know, size, but skill and toughness. Like that's, you know, that's, that's like the hat trick for, for what flyers traditionally want. And he, yeah. you know, he tickles a lot of those, those notes, but you got to work like he needs, he needs work and he's got to get it worked out. And it's so, it's so tough. And to me, like when they hired torts, I was like, this is the guy that's going to figure him out. It's going to be rough, but he's going to get it figured out because he's done it with other guys in the past. And I, I'm not, I'm not giving up on him. Um, cause I think, I think torts will be good for him. I know it looks, looked a little weird early on, and it may still for the rest of the season, but, um, but I, I, I think he'll get him turned around. It's just, he picked up so many bad habits and didn't learn the game properly in Buffalo because, I mean, you have a different coach every two years who all have different philosophies, who all want to do different things. And, you know, you know, when he signed that, when he signed his first contract, that first big contract, it was, you know, fresh off of what plan for Ted Nolan, and mm. Teddy's Teddy's style of defense was bounce it off the glass, get it out. 
Like, don't carry it out. Don't do any of this. Just, you know, off the glass and out. Just take care of business. And, you know, hit guys. You know, be tough. Okay. Easy. Like, I got paid $5 million to do this. Done. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sign me up. And, but they, he, but he's better than that. You know, we saw him do that with, in the world juniors with Finland, like he's way better than that. Um, and there, there is that capability, but I just, wor- I worry that it's, it might be too deep into his career now, yes. which again is kind of weird to say because he's not old. Like he's not, he's what, he's 28. So yeah. he's like getting there, but, um, but it's, it's tough to get, you know, nasty about him because it's just, it's like, oh man, come on, like get it figured out, bud. It's like, you can't like, it's, it's tough. It's really tough. And I mean, it's, you know, but he is what he is. This is, yeah, I mean, that's this the is thing. What... you can't really blame him for no. NHL general managers thinking that he's good because he's large. Like that's not his fault. Right. He's been right. shit the whole time. He's been showing everybody. <laughs> I am precisely this hockey player. And everyone was like, nah. Let's just get you to the playoffs, buddy. People will never look back once they see playoff Rasmus Ristolainen. And not sure we're ever going to see playoff Wait, Rasmus I, I think about this. The, the 14-15 Tank Sabres team. He's mm-hmm. 20, 20 years old, playing 20 minutes a night on one of the worst teams of all time. Yeah. You know, he yeah. had 20 points, which is cool. You know, but he was also minus 32, which is not great. Not great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's you know, that it's a team that was horribly outshot all season, all season. Just it just ridiculously outshot. It, I mean, it, was, I'm looking through his numbers. His I mean, his five and five Corsi four was thirty six point nine. Twenty minutes a night. Not great. I, I, I it's like, what are you gonna do? Like he he was on the ice for f- almost fifteen hundred shot attempts against. Hmm. Like what? <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? Like, but like, I don't know. Like the next season, I mean, granted, it was four more games. It was four more games, and he was on the ice for seventeen fewer shot attempts in four more games while averaging more ice time. Mm. Like, you know, like what? Do you, like, what do you do? I mean, yeah, play twenty five minutes a night in fifteen sixteen. Holy shit! Like, yeah. <laughs> sorry for swearing, but like, come on. It's, so I mean, he, it's like he was like built to. He was built into a, a, a whole system that like was gonna fail him. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. That's why I have a tremendous amount of sympathy for him because he gets he gets dogged on constantly. I mean, the internet loves to dunk on him. I get it. I yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shame anybody for for, for yeah. doing anything. It's like everybody's just been like, can you believe this guy? I'm like, holy crap! Yeah. But Charles but like, Entertainment Fletcher. Just gave him five years, $25 million. You do not yeah. need to feel bad. For yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, from that, yeah, right. from that standpoint, like, yeah, like whatever, dude, you got your money. I get it. But like, I don't know. Maybe I've just been in this lo- too long that like the, you know, looking at guys as people. You're soft. I'm very soft. Humans. Extre- extremely soft. Let me tell you. Dudes. But I mean, <laughs> You know, it's, you know, I feel for a guy because if things manage to get worse in Philly for him, mm. that'll get way uglier than it ever did in Buffalo. And like, it didn't even really get ugly for him in Buffalo. It was just kind of like, you know, half the fan base loved it because he hit and he was tough. And the other half is, you know, internet wise. And was just kind of like, this guy's a reason we lose a lot of games. Just him. Yeah. Like, never mind, you know, the other issues that the that they the team might have. It's like this guy's contributing to a lot of them. And it's it's not wrong. But also it's like, you know, you have a you have a guy like that playing 20 minutes a night on like the like the the worst hockey team I've ever watched in my life. And it's he's 20. 20 playing 20 minutes a night in that group. It's not fair. It's it's not right. Fair's got nothing to do with it, but it, it, that was not right. That was not the spot for him to be in. No. And he should have been I mean, probably should have been in Rochester the season before too. I mean, he was for a little bit, but you know, we're talking like his second season in the NHL and he's playing with that crew. Come on. If it makes you feel any better, I think most Flyers fans direct their anger towards Chuck Fletcher and not Rasmus, Ristolainen. I think it's, I think, 
that's pretty fair. Yeah, like we all knew what we were getting when we got him. He has delivered precisely as promised. Right. It's Although not- to be quite honest, like the whole like tough to play against players are scared of him, like big crushing hits. Like I don't even see that to be quite honest with you. Like there's just not a lot to him at all, really. No. He's just not large. Right. Uh, big. That's what that's what kills me though. Like he he's got a good shot. Um he was a guy that could carry the puck pretty well and he was pretty quick and they didn't want him to do any of that stuff in Buffalo. Was, yeah. You know, it, it reminds me a little bit of a guy like Cody Franson when he was in Toronto, Uh tremendous offensive game on the blue line, not a great defender, um, but like every, everything, like the fancy stat wise, like he's, he's, you know, uh, talk to any of the people in Toronto. They'll be like, wow, holy smokes. Like he was great for that. But you know, Randy Carlisle was like, you're big. You need to hit more. Uh, start slamming guys into the boards. And Cody's like, okay, I, you know, whatever. I got to, you know, I want to play. So great. But it took away from what he did good, what he did well and did good. Yeah, I know how to talk. But like, you know, it, it, it just took away from his strengths. Like you take guys away from what makes them good and mm-hmm. try to make them into something else. It's probably mm-hmm. not going to work. It's, it's probably going to fail you. Yeah. Could you like, Type that on like a very <laughs> professional looking letterhead and just send it to every NHL coach. I, I think most of them would crumble up. Like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. He's never played the game. The exactly. <laughs> exactly. If I had, I'd have a lot of money. And then what I would. What kind of idiot suggests <laughs> that you should let a player do what they're good at? And not what they're bad at. That doesn't make any sense in how you play yeah. hockey. It's like, no. Come on. My son. system knows better. I know how everybody should be. Okay. Congrats. Anywho, why don't you give me a final score prediction for this game? You know, I'm thinking they're going to have a whole day off before this. I mean, I, I imagine they're going to practice before. Uh, the day before, but um, the players are going to be all, I, I'm assuming that they're all going to be going to the Bills game that Sunday afternoon, so they're going to be all kinds of jacked up from that. Oh, boy. Um, because, you know, everything that's happened with DeMar Hamlin has definitely affected everybody on the on the Sabre side of things, because they're very close. Mm. Um, so I, 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 I I don't think they're wearing the red and black jerseys, so that spares that that kind of kills part of my prediction <laughs> because they've played what four four games in those and they've scored six goals in every single one of them and won. You know why, Joe? Because those are one of the best jerseys ever in the history of the NHL, and bringing them back was an outstanding idea. Yeah. Uh, now, by the time this plays, they might. I mean, they're wearing them against Minnesota on Saturday, so mm. they might change. Jinxed it. Um, yeah, well, I no, I did not jinx anything. I jinxed stated, it. Stated <laughs> facts. facts are not jinxes, although everybody believes they're jinxes. Anyways, um, uh, I'm gonna say five two sabers. Five two sabers. Yes, that's disrespectful. I listen. You invited me on, and now I'm just stomping my feet all over the carpet. Okay. To be fair, the Flyers will be coming off of a back to back. Second hand. Well, yeah, they're playing the Maple Leafs on Sunday is what I'm trying to say. Um, oh, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> a light a light back-to-back. Yeah, just a, you know, little appetizer against the Maple Leafs. <laughs> I'm sure it'll go really well for the Flyers. Oh, um, yeah. Although, you know, sometimes the Leafs are really good for just, you know. Yeah, one dumb them. loss. Yeah. You know, every, every few games. I mean, dress up in Coyotes jerseys and they won't know what to do. They'll be so, oh, we lose to these guys all the time. All the time. It's beautiful. Um, I'm going to say the Flyers have been on a a bit of a heater, and I feel like this Leafs game is going to knock them back down to earth, hopefully. Um, So I'm actually going to agree that they're going to lose. I'm going to say, though, a respectable 3-2 loss to the Buffalo Sabres. That's what I'm going with. Okay. I was going to say that looks like, I mean, just looking at the scores, I mean, it looks like they're holding it it down pretty well. Uh, Yeah. They're doing a, the a really good job picking up some useless points against bad hockey teams right now. 
So oh, yes, the ducks, yes, the sharks, yes, coyotes, yes. Beating the Kings is pretty good. Kings, the Kings, yeah. The Kings, I was surprised that they won that game, but you know. If they beat Toronto, I'm just gonna I'm gonna have to take a break. Cause that's just <laughs> come on, guys. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Beating the Maple Leafs at home. Nonsense. Um yeah. Joe, if you would like to, you can tell people where they can find you on the internet. Well, you, you find me all kinds of places, uh, which if you do find me, uh, you're never going to lose me. Sorry. That's, uh, oh, that's kind of nice. Happens. Uh, <laughs> uh, certainly you can find me on Twitter, uh, at my name at J O E Y E R D O N. Uh, you can find me at Bleacher Report doing a lot of fun stuff over there. Uh, I did goalie rankings in which, uh, I throw flowers at the feet of Carter Hart for, for, for doing as well as he can in the situation. So you'll enjoy that part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, noted hockey at Substack, notedhockey.substack.com. You can find me there. It's a lot more Saber stuff. I try to do stuff with when other teams come into town and I want to write about somebody there, but teams don't do morning skates anymore. And it costs me a chance to talk to people. Very annoying. Um, uh, I do that there. And then, uh, we, I do a weekly podcast with Lance Lasowski of the Buffalo news. It's called maintenance day. So if you want, if you enjoyed my voice, uh, and want to hear me just talking about the Sabres, which I, you know, if you're a Flyers fan, I don't know why you would, but I, I mean, it, it's fine. I, I would appreciate don't it. About it. Don't talk um, about it. It's, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, listen to maintenance day and, uh, you can find that on, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Amazon, uh, and uh, Buzzsprout. I don't know if anybody's a Buzzsprout person, but it's on there too. So, so that, I think that's. I think that covers everything. I gotta say, since Bleacher Report picked up Sivian uh, and you, mm-hmm. been a lot of. There's been some fun stuff coming out of Bleacher Report, and I never really thought of Bleacher Report as like, you know, good. And now it's good. <laughs> I think. The, I think the. Added, I think the, the, the focus has changed a little bit there. Yeah. Uh, which is good. I mean, it, I mean, hey, they brought me in, so that, I love that. Uh, they brought Sarah in, which is fantastic. Uh, they added Adam Gretz in Pittsburgh as well. So like, oh, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of good people. A lot of people I've been running around on the internet with for a long time. So it's a uh, it's a nice little uh, you know nice little Merc squad we've got going going on. I was gonna say the Suicide Squad, but no, we're not mean. Well, I mean, well, some of our takes could be seen as mean, but you maybe. Know, but we don't have we don't have, we don't have bombs in our brains that go off if we don't write stories so it's, it's fine. allegedly yes allegedly <laughs> joe thank you so much for doing this with me um i hope that you enjoy the game flyers fans i hope you enjoy the game and i hope that they uh give us a little show go flyers what is up astros fans this is jeff balky and my partner former astro jeff blum from the believe in astros podcast to tell you baseball is back and we've got your world champion houston astros covered every week we go inside the clubhouse break down the games discuss the players and give you everything you need to know about the houston astros baseball organization with special guests and a few surprises all summer and into the postseason so tune in to the believe in astros podcast that's b-l-e-a-v on apple spotify youtube and everywhere you get your podcasts go astros